Well, welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor here with Dr. Dave Barker, who's just come back from a, a seminary class that, uh, Dave, you teach. I, I, I know the area. You speak with uh, ministry students. Yeah, it's a, course in, it's, course in, it's a course in pastoral theology, yeah. And uh, you have some, you think about things in that class. You, you come here and your thoughts are already well honed, and uh, we're going to pursue that a little more and talk about the church's response to uh, Remembrance Day. Um, it's not a, a sacred day for us. It's out there in the community. It's got a semi-religious tone to it, it seems. And um, I know in my own experience, I don't really give it a lot of thought. Uh, we wear poppies, and I go to these uh, community gatherings as much as I can. But i got to be honest, it, it doesn't always find its way into our liturgy here at the church. And... I need to think about that. So let's put that on the table, and we can start with this. Uh, how did the conversation go in your class today when you talked about that? Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I would say there was some variety. Um, I have one or two what I would call more senior students who would be similar vintage to myself and you, Bob. Um and they would be a bit more traditional in the way that they would think about this. They would be a bit more committed to to the its practice, its value, its place, even its uh, its place in the church. The younger guys, uh, a little less so. Mm-hmm. They weren't ready to dismiss it by any means. But it was really interesting because they made a significant distinction between the glory of war and the and the sacrifice of the fallen and that was that was a a fairly strong distinction that they weren't prepared to glorify war in and of itself but they were prepared to recognize that there had been those who had sacrificed so that we could enjoy the freedoms that we do and i thought that was a very interesting one guy uh, talked about the fact that uh, he had he had actually shown a clip of battle and in, in the service, and the reaction to that was mixed. There was some who thought it was good. Others thought it was really unnecessary because we weren't, their thought was they're not glorifying, we're not glorifying war, but we're, glori- we're and not even glorifying the fall- fallen. We are recognizing the sacrifice of the fallen. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was a rather interesting observation. You know, I, I have to admit, when I pause to remember the war, not that I lived through it, but just to think about the images that I've seen, the Holocaust, the atrocities, some of the movies, and then um, grandparents who had something to do with it, you can't think about that without feeling a strong emotional reaction and it's one of those times when you know I might just feel a little tear in my eye thinking about the enormity of of those days and how uh, far we far we are removed from that you know we enjoy so much in our liberty today and to think and I I believe that one of the things we should remember is that we're not that far from another world war or a, a, a need where we might have to take up arms 
and fight for the freedoms that we enjoy. And I just think it's good to remember that this could be a generation that goes through the same thing. And would we do it if we were? Well, all I got to do is think a little bit about Ukraine and Russia right now. And certainly there will be believers, uh, probably on both sides of the war Mm -hmm. in that one. And that has been a tragedy over there and that it is in many ways divided the church. But um, I'm I'm sure our Ukrainian brothers and sisters who are believers are involved in that war in order to maintain the the freedoms that they have. It's really interesting, a bit of a side note, but my mother-in-law was a Wren. And and she didn't actually go overseas. What's a Wren? Uh, W-R-E-N? Or? Yeah. Oh, my wife is going to kill that, me for not. Okay, she was in the war effort somehow? Well, she was actually trained at uh, Galt Collegiate Institute, right right here mm-hmm. in, in Cambridge, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now we actually sponsor a, um, a uh, an award. Uh, my wife and I sponsor a award for an astute, for a student who has excelled in history in memory of Lorraine's mom, Frances. Um so, yeah, my wife is going to kill me not being able to come up with W-R-E-N. Well, but, probably um, not the first time she's killed you for something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, and, and we actually have a, a picture of her in her uniform along with a medal. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's there in our home and we honor her for that. And we've, we've got that award in honor of her. Um, but, okay, back to your, back to your thought. Um, yeah, all we got to do is think about Ukraine. And and let's face it, both world wars were, were very much European. They weren't on our soil. But what whatever we understood that the outcome of that had uh, was going to have an effect on us. So mm-hmm. we participated, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think that uh, the world was different back then, that uh, Canadian men were eager to join the war? They would leave school early. They would lie about their age. Mm-hmm to fight now they couldn't have imagined what they were getting into but they were well intentioned um there was an evil they wanted to fight and defend and um they signed up on mass like uh, we i guess we had a conscription at one point but uh, by and large it was a volunteer army as i understand it do you think that would be the case today are we as um courageous brave or would we just kind of stay out of it? I don't know. That's hard for me. I, I don't know. Um, we're talking about our kids, right? And perhaps even our grandkids at this point. Um, you and I are well beyond recruitment age. Well, I don't want them to go to war, but I'd like to think that they, they were men and women of courage. Sure. And I think we need to believe the best about our kids and in a situation like that. So it's hard for us to know. Um, but I would believe the best that they would that they would do what was necessary to be uh, courageous and loyal and see the need and s- see the issue. So, what would you say our obligation as a church is mm. to that event and yeah. to society in general that takes time to put a poppy on and gather? Uh, do we? separate ourselves from that or do we embrace it and would that show up in a service for instance yeah um i was at a church uh this past sunday and i thought they did it very very nicely um a number of us were wearing poppies and um it wasn't required but 
a number of us were on the platform. Um, and then the, the, the person, the guy that led the service, started the service, started with a prayer, and it, it, incl- it, it went sort of far and wide. But there was a very pointed moment in that prayer where he talked about those who had fallen, those who had sacrificed in both wars in the past and even in the present. And uh, I thought he did a really, really nice job and carefully and thoughtfully uh, took us there, and, but didn't leave us there, and then went on. Then a little later on in the service, a woman who read scripture went back to that and made a reference to that and made a comment on it and then went on and read the scripture. And for me, I just thought that was, those were poignant moments and were really in many ways sufficient for what mm-hmm. I thought the church needed, uh, needed to do. Some churches would actually pause and maybe have a few a moment of silence or something like that. I think that would be appropriate. But to be showing clips of war, uh, to really kind of drive your, drive, you know, waving Canadian flags and that kind of stuff, even though we are loyal Canadians and I'm, a, I'm a very much a red-blooded Canadian. Um, I, I, I think we need to be, I, I think it needs to be moderate mm-hmm. and modest. Yeah, we have shown a clip before. I think um, the government puts out these little Canadian clips. I, I think they're, they're okay. Um, so we showed that on a couple of occasions in a previous church uh, just to do something on that day. Uh, I think another time we may have had some military people come and uh, play some of their instruments just uh, to feature that. But lately we haven't really done anything except wear poppies. And I'm just uh, wondering, apart, and when you pray on an occasion like that, and we're, we're remembering the fallen, but is there anything else that we remember, that we should remember? For instance, that there was a just cause, that there are things worth dying for, that um, evil is in the world today. Um, we, we can make the very same mistakes that were made back then if we're not careful to remember. And we can, we can quickly lose our freedoms to, be, to gather on a Sunday morning that the, in the way that we are because, let's face it, we're in many ways, uh, we're in the minority. To be able to do what we, uh, we mm-hmm. are, what we do compared to our brothers and sisters around the world who can't do what we do. And so I think there's that, yes, there is that factor to remember. So we, get, you, we get too used to it. We, we forget that in many ways, what we're doing is not the norm, but we're in a very blessed place and time in history. And to be consciously aware of that and point us to that reality, I think is really important. Would you, uh, we're not talking about Canada Day, but would that be a, a time when you might sing the national anthem on Remembrance Day? Is that a little much? I, would you I even bring the flag into church? Yeah, we we talked about that. Um, we talked about that in my class today, and uh, there was a resounding no in my class, which I thought was very interesting on the part, especially of the of the younger side, um, the other uh, older student, and we I tease them because we're of the same vintage. Um, 
he would say, yes, by all means, do that. So it is, it is interesting here, and I'm not sure what's right or wrong here. I, I, I think both. I, I, it's not right or it's not wrong, and by doing either, it's going to be okay. But I, I found it interesting to see that generational divide on that particular point, and especially, and as I mentioned earlier, the point about we're not here to glorify war. We are here to honor those who have sacrificed so much for us. And I would say commit ourselves to, to the resolve of being vigilant and loving what they secured for us by the providence of God. Um, so I think the flag, it, it means different things to different people, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the congregational, what was that word that you used? Congregational. Yeah, con- congregational uh, consciousness. Cult- consciousness. Yeah. Like, so the flag can mean protest in Ottawa. Like, yeah. Or it can mean country that my grandpa died for, that kind of thing. And is there a way that you can um, unify people around the flag in, in church without, you know, stirring up these these uh, controversies? Or is it just not worth it? Oh, no, I, I, I think we got to talk about it. I mean, the Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about, we've got Romans 13, we've yeah. got First Timothy 2. So the Bible talks about how the church and Christians are, re, are to respond to the state. And so for us to think that we can't talk about it, I think it's inappropriate. So we do need to talk about it. So if we're going to use the flag, it, it can't just be a wave of a flag. It has to have an explanation. It has to have conversation. It has to have a context for how you're using it and why. And in the right context with the right explanations, I think it can be a... a, a, a and, and empowering it in a good thing. Um, so but, it's without context, it can go yeah. in a number of different directions. But there's a danger that you can worship the flag and become more than what God intended for it to be. Yeah, and it was re- really interesting because the, the response of no flag, uh, which is, you know, caught me by surprise, but um, it, it's a class very committed to a multi- cultural, uh, multi-world, very much driven by the churches from every tongue, tribe, and nation. Very aware of that. And while the students in the class are all Canadian and happy to Mm -hmm. be Canadians, Mm -hmm. there's this very interesting ethos that the notion of tongue, tribe, and nation rides over all of that yeah. and 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 the, the christian flag flies higher yeah do you and, remember the christian flag back in the days of london baptist seminary it was on the platform yeah the well christian, it, and if no it flag it flies at uh, heritage so would you think that be something the churches should look at as a way of uniting us yeah i don't have any issue with that i yeah. really don't i we fly it at heritage it's we have three flagpoles we've got the canadian flag in the middle and the christian flag and the ontario flag so. it's interesting i often thought we should I probably should put the christian flag in the middle but that would be totally <laughs> misunderstood so the fact that we even fly it i think is, is a good thing well something to think about for us as we plan our services around this time of year we're out of time uh dave we're just going to have to bid farewell hopefully that this is something that our colleagues in ministry can think more about and maybe add something meaningful to our services until then thanks for listening to us and thinking about it with us i'm bob mcgregor dave barker we'll see you next time thanks for listening 